All right, episode 212, we're going to talk about how crowdfunding should never be, never come across as begging. We're going to talk about how awful that is and how crowdfunding as a whole cannot be lumped into that same bucket. Here we go. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast, open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Hey folks, welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast. My name is Brian Gilbert, welcome. And uh, today we're going to spend a little bit of time talking about the notion or misconception uh, about crowdfunding being perceived as begging. And I'm using huge healthy helpings of air quotes around the word begging. Now, I will say, uh, before we get rolling here, you know, obviously as the uh, as a principal in the company, uh, Fans Raise, I have a bit of a stake in this. So I want to qualify my point of view before I give it. Um, I do think that in when done correctly and when done sensibly, in a well-coordinated, well-organized fashion, I think crowdfunding should come across to the audience the, of potential donors as extremely responsible and, and it should represent stability, it should represent continuity, it should really represent uh, all that is really good about a performing organization or any nonprofit for that matter. Um, I think where things sometimes take on a little bit of a different hue is when we, you know, for example, the one thing that's in the front of my mind. Now, I'll digress a bit here. Um, I am very thrilled at the time of year. So it's we're recording this on June 13th. Uh, I'm outside. I'm actually at our uh, family property uh, on the Chesapeake Bay. So you might hear some uh, an outboard motor go by once in a while and the trees rustling in the wind here. It's really nice. So I'm outside again, taking advantage of any sliver of time where we have some good weather here in the mid Atlantic. It's been few and far between, believe me. Um, but I will say, um, one thing that excites me at this time of the year is really, we're at the, uh, the precipice of the drum corps season. We're about to, to launch head first into, uh, videos and streaming on, you know, flow marching on YouTube channels on, um, you know, all kinds of updates from D the drum corner national tour drum corps associates is, you know, they're getting ready to launch into their calendar as well. And we couldn't be more pleased that we're, we're at this time of the, of the calendar already. Um, you know, obviously we've partnered with a lot of drum and bugle corps around the country uh, at Fans Raise, and uh, you know a lot of them have raised quite a bit of money, uh, good big chunks of money actually, uh, for a variety of different things. So um, one of the things that the drum corps community tends to do a little bit, sometimes they eat their own, in the sense that um, these cores that provide such a, an amazing outlet of performance and of just raw ability and just 
tremendously marvelous show productions, sometimes the fan base of drum corps can be a little bit hypercritical and sometimes not focused on what I would term to be the, the right things. I, I think as a, as a fan base, sometimes they could do a better job of keeping their eye on the ball. And we're kind of coming out of a period of time where uh, there were more than just a few uh, requests on uh, on my news feeds on Facebook uh, for help uh, with tour tuition. So a kid short on money has to make final installment payments on their drum corps tuition. And what do they do? Well, naturally, they uh, go ahead and they request the services of GoFundMe. They set up a page. They ask for donations. So, you know, this is natural. This has been happening now for years. Um, I look at this a couple of different ways. Number one, I think kids are going to do whatever they can do um, to raise the most money or to acquire the most money in the uh, the easiest and if most efficient way possible. So if that resource is there and made available to them, they're going to certainly use it. I know I would. Um, I know when I was marching, now again, this was back in the early 90s, um, the economics of drum corps were much, much different. And the, the barriers of entry were quite a bit lower, but it was still pretty pricey. I distinctly remember um, my mom and I going to talk to the owner of her company and we sat down and he wanted to meet me and he wanted to find out about what this drum corps thing was all about and basically he interviewed me uh, to find out what what it was what it was all about what I was going to be doing all summer and then he wrote me a check uh, that took care of about half of my my drum corps tour tuition um, so that was a pretty sizable donation and it was basically made as a donation to the drum corps that I was marching. Um, basically, I had to justify it. And I had to explain, we sleep on gym floors and we ride thousands of miles on on uh, rented coach buses. And we eat out of a, a tractor trailer and we sleep on gym floors. And, you know, we perform uh, all over the country and we, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour rehearsal days aren't uncommon. Um, you know, uh, once he understood the enormity of, of what this undertaking was, um, you know, he, he felt more invested and more uh, likely, um, likely is not the right word. He felt just more comfortable um, writing a check to the nonprofit German Bugle Corps on my behalf to offset my, my tour fee. So that's happening now every day. So I can't, I cannot fault any of these kids um, that you see on Facebook or Twitter or wherever um, asking for donations. Now, the way that they go about it, and I can also tell you in my time that I've spent with several DCI and DCA core directors, I think that there's a collective uh, disdain and negativity toward GoFundMe. And I think it's probably pretty warranted from their perspective, and I'll explain why. So the way Drum Corps works is that uh, they have audition camps in the fall, and then at some point in the late fall, early winter, uh, they will you know, start awarding contracts. Now, they're contracts in the sense that the student member performer signs them, as well as their parents, and the Drum Corps Signs them. So basically, it's a it's a contract of understanding uh, that delineates that this is the tour fee, and you're responsible for the X, Y, and Z uh, from a monetary 
and a responsibility and accountability standpoint. And if at any point uh, the performer is uh, lax in taking care of those responsibilities, that they could be replaced by an alternate or an understudy or just cut altogether from the ensemble with no refund of, of, of any monies paid. So um, different cores handle this a little differently. And this is much more formalized than it was back in the day when I marched. But, um, you know, typically there's a there's a dollar amount attached to the to the participation. And sometimes it's upwards of four thousand dollars, sometimes higher, uh, depending on the level of ensemble that is uh, that's being um, that's being auditioned for. So the there's a there's typically an installment schedule by which uh, fees have to be paid and I know a lot of times drum corps directors will watch the membership roles and they will watch the uh, the money not coming in month over month in in the you know on schedule as per the installment plan and they start to get a little bit nervous so the further the student falls behind on their tour fees um, that's typically when they start throwing Hail Mary passes and <laughs> typically GoFundMe pages uh, represent some of that. Now, um, no, I don't know of many students or any students that will individually fundraise $4,000 worth of drum corps tuition on a single GoFundMe campaign. It's just not going to happen. Um, now, from a director standpoint, there's a an ownership question here where um, let's say that student is behind on their dues. They're behind $1,000. Well, they have $1,000 to make up. Um, what's the director do? Well, the director doesn't want to cut the student because they believe in the student. The student's talented. The student really wants to march in the Corps. Uh, the Corps wants the student to march, but they also need the money. So sometimes the directors, um, you know, they'll, they'll bring the kid aside and say, hey, what's going on? It's like, oh, well, I set up a, a donation page and I shared it twice this week. That money's going to roll in. I, I just know it. And I think there's a, a, a disconnect between really how people perceive a GoFundMe page for an individual marcher uh, and actually getting that money into the hands of the drum corps on time, on schedule. Uh, so there are a few, a few issues with this, and not in any particular order. I think that when we now have kids that are uh, building their own GoFundMe pages or CrowdRise pages or whatever the, the platform might be, it really does take the drum corps directly out of the equation, which means that the drum corps loses all control of its brand, loses control of the message. You now have a page that is now being written by a student, you know, high school, college age student. You're going to have grammar issues, uh, tense disagreements, typos. The, the use of any branding or logos or images are questionable in that they're not approved by the organization. And a lot of times, uh, unaware, the tone that these pages project is one of desperation, one of please, God, help me. I owe, the, I owe this drum corps this money and I have to march this summer. My young life is going to end. So there are definitely um, issues with this. And I know that the, the core directors typically don't look upon this favorably. Uh, and I know that there are two big questions 
that come with this. Um, sometimes we will see performers that will put together donation pages before they actually have received a contract. So maybe they're planning on marching. Maybe they're trying to raise the money to fly out to the West Coast and audition for Santa Clara or the Blue Devils or Pacific Crest or Seattle Cascades or whoever's out there um, that they want to go march for. And they're actually asking for the funds before they've been contracted for a position in the drum corps. So what happens if they're cut? What happens if they don't make it? What happens if they get halfway through the spring and there's some sort of uh, injury or maybe they, the experience isn't what they were hoping for and they decide not to march? What happens to the money? Are there refunds? No, probably not. Um, the second thing is where, when the donation is made, if I'm going to go ahead and, and throw 100 bucks in on a campaign, that's actually going directly to the performer. It's not going directly to the drum corps. So the question then becomes, okay, am I, how do I really have assurances that the funds are going to where they're supposed to go? And we're just basically at that point leaving it to blind faith that the performer is going to follow through and take care of their business. What if they change their mind or what if plans change? You know, it, it can happen. So um, there is certainly a better way to go about this. And we've had a, a, a couple drum corps uh, implement this. And we've had a couple more drum corps look at this uh, very seriously uh, for for next season. As we record this, we're, we're certainly getting on late uh, in the in the drum corps context in that cores are either moved in or about to move in and they're about to head out on the road so once those performers are, are on tour uh, paying any attention to stuff that's outside of the white lines of the football field becomes very very challenging so uh, fans rays can assemble and has assembled campaigns that are member driven campaigns that are, are built at the organization level that allow members to crowdfund drum corps fees, tuition. This is also all, everything I've talked about to this point also applies for winter color guard indoor percussion as well. But the, the benefits of using a platform like fans raise are several. Number one, the funds go directly to the organization in a way that's auditable and traceable and trackable. The, the drum corps, the organization can consistently control who participates so they can actually um, set this up so that unless you're a contracted member you aren't enrolled in the campaign they can make it optional they can make it mandatory they can do a lot of different things with it so there's some flexibility there also the organization maintains total control of the brand the message the positioning of the campaign the tone the way that the ask is built uh, everything is very, very uh, eyes dotted, T's crossed. Uh, you know, typically a lot of these drum corps will have somebody with a marketing communications background uh, writing these pages. And if they need help doing it, we've got marketing communication specialties uh, built into the into the process here. Uh, and lastly, I think that organizations can directly eyeball. Uh, which members are participating, which members are engaged, which members are following through, and they can monitor real time what's going on in those campaigns in a way that a member campaign through GoFundMe will not allow. So there's definitely some tangible benefits for running a crowdfunding individualized campaign. 
to help offset individual members' fees, uh, run from the top down, run from the top of the organization down. Um, and for more information on that, of course, you can visit us at fansraise.com. Um, we've got a lot of drum corps campaigns right now that are deployed. Uh, and in no particular order, we've got a great campaign with Genesis Drummer and Bugle Corps. They're, I think, a little bit over 50% uh, to goal with their uh, Kitchen Command Center uh, campaign that they're running. Uh, we've got a great campaign going with the Reading Buccaneers, who are the uh, the class of Drum Corps associates. Um, they're um, highly competitively successful, um, but even the most competitive uh, organizations still sometimes struggle for funding, for support. And uh, the Buccaneers are, are certainly not exempt from that. So they're doing a nice job with their campaign. Uh, the Connecticut Hurricanes, one of the oldest legacy senior drum and bugle corps in the country, they're raising money for their new uniforms. They're kind of upscaling their uh, their appearance, their visual presentation. They're doing it with some new core uniforms, uh, which look unbelievable. Uh, and they're about ready to unveil those, I believe, this coming weekend, uh, which is going to be exciting to see. Uh, we've got... Um, couple campaigns in the wings uh, about ready to launch Seattle Cascades did an individual member elective optional campaign and we've had uh, we had about uh, about a dozen students participate in that uh, many of them raising a few hundred dollars per per student uh, and it worked so well that they decided to do a capital campaign to help offset their ongoing food truck um, campaign that's going to probably be somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty thousand dollars um, Spirit of Atlanta, another longtime Drum Corps International uh, member drum corps, uh, is about ready to launch a campaign. So we're excited about that. Um, I know I'm leaving some out, but, um, you know, this is just a tremendously exciting time of the year. If you geek out and you nerd out on Drum Corps, uh, like I do, like I have. Um, but yeah, so... One thing I would like anyone listening to this to keep in mind is that crowdfunding is a means to an end. It's certainly a tool in the arsenal of resources that are available to you. And I don't necessarily think, I think at one time I thought this, but I, I've relaxed on this a little bit. I, I used to think that crowdfunding was the epicenter of the universe and all the other types of fundraisers could go pound sand. And I've relaxed on that a little bit. I, I do realize and I've accepted the fact that I think a, a, a nice cross-section of different types of fundraisers are valuable, are important. I do think, though, that crowdfunding just being so easy and just such an, uh, a, a quick and effective means to raise a lot of money quickly without a lot of effort or work uh, it's just, it's, it really could be an organization's best secret weapon, uh, to financial viability. So until next time, thank you so much for joining us again. This is Brian Gilbert from Fans Raise, and, uh, we look forward to talking with you soon. <laughs>